Welcome to another EG Like Sunday Morning, this week featuring two brilliant reporters from our crack news team, uh, life sciences expert Evelina Grichenko and residential specialist Akanksha Sonny. Uh, how are you both doing? We're doing good, isn't it? Exciting yeah. start to the year. Uh, yeah, so I had the pleasure of, of speaking to Akanksha in person this week, but Evelina, this is our first time uh, talking uh, in 2023. So, so how is life up there in the Northwest? Ah, well, the reason we haven't talked in person yet <laughs> is because of the snowy weather up north uh, and limiting yes. me from getting anywhere apart from staying in the north. So one of one of the strategies how to keep talent, <laughs> you know, as the uh, leveling up thing was released this week as well. So <laughs> the weather is absolutely supporting that. Yeah, keep keeping talent by making it impossible to leave. That's, uh, that's <laughs> an interesting way of going about it. Um, yeah, I imagine so. For all kinds of reasons, uh, getting on trains is, is trains south is not an appealing prospect at the moment, Evelina. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and even on the car and Manchester Airport was closed yesterday. So <laughs> wow, madness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, so for this week's Splash in the Magazine, Evelina, you've um, brought together a couple of big life sciences stories of the week uh, under the headline Soaring Lab Deals Highlights Supply Shortage. Uh, tell us, uh, what are some of those deals? Well, all, all of them are mostly in the golden triangle because uh, obviously that's been uh, the main a hub in the UK where the life sciences are happening. I mean, not to say that they don't happen anywhere else in the <laughs> UK, but this is where the major companies like to focus on. Uh, so yeah, investment in this regions uh, have been flowing, uh, which is good. Uh, and unexpectedly, well, for me, uh, for example, it, it was that the fact that the investment was above the 2021 levels in 2022, because <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone's saying we are slowing down because of the all macroeconomic things that are happening. The other said that, oh, life sciences sector is resilient to those headwinds. And now we have data to show what actually happened on the market. And so we can see that the market continued to grow and investment continued to flow into the sector, which is really good news. So I, I think it boosted a bit the activity on the market at the start of 2023 as there are quite a few deals happening. I mean, not not all of them were featured in our magazine because we, we don't have that much mm. space. But like, obviously, <laughs> if our readers are tracking the webs, they they have seen that there have been a few more <laughs> than mentioned mm. in this article. Um, and I, I recorded a podcast this week with lawyers from Herbert Smith Freehills. Uh, it was all about their forearmed report looking at some of the big uh, issues uh, for 2023. And one of the 12 that they picked out is if life science is related, perhaps unsurprisingly, they, they um, sort of talk about the growing demand for life sciences space mm -hmm. as, a, as a way, obviously, to repurpose underused offices. Uh, and they say that lease provisions um, will be strained a result, as a result, with tenants increasingly seeking to sort of stretch user and alterations provisions and uh, they sort of highlight the importance for landlords to make themselves aware of the specialist requirements of life science tenants um, and so I imagine that's very important. Uh, yeah it absolutely is uh, I mean uh, people talk a lot about the demand about the repurposing on the market and what am I hearing from experts is that repurposing is mostly a kind of immediate solution because we have like literally zero availability in Cambridge and Oxford has reached zero as well and there's 
not much in London. So uh, anything that we can do now to kind of sort out this issue is repurposing. So we, we can repurpose the office building in like half a year or so, whereas mm. to build the lab, it takes two or three years, you know, especially if it has to go through the old planning approvals, which are a bit slow. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's taken a while. So, yeah, as an immediate solution, uh, experts say that uh, office repurposing is uh, works quite well. But I mean, uh, in the long term, uh, the market is looking to have this uh, like specialized facilities created mm -hmm. for the life sciences companies to kind of complement that ecosystem because obviously uh, offices wouldn't meet some requirements that they mm -hmm. have like for example a high power supply and uh, ip protection because uh, if especially if they're very early stage company it's like so important for them to keep their ip safe and mm -hmm. uh yeah, this is actually one of the things that uh, developers can look in other locations. How does it work elsewhere in, I don't know, uh, in, in the US, for example, or in Singapore, maybe bring some of these takeaways in the UK. So mm -hmm. we'll see how that's going to develop. But yeah, definitely repurposing is a solution in the meantime. But we need to look forward for new developments too. And I guess any landlords who are having to sort of deal with the, some of the complications that that repurposing involves can can at least console themselves with with what I imagine are higher rent possibilities with with all the demand. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But as we are seeing, as I mentioned, like venture capital investment uh, in the life sciences companies uh, is thriving. Uh, so, oh, we, I mean, uh, what I was hearing that the life sciences companies they don't really face that issue oh, oh we have to pay higher rents because they actually got the money they have mm. the investment <laughs> so they need a space so they're like we're happy to pay like i don't know high higher rents than we, we, we paid like i don't know a couple of months ago or years ago just just give us a space because there's no space even though they're happy to pay more they they, they don't have something to pay mm. more for you know yeah uh space in britain is, is definitely at a premium so that's a, a, a frequent yeah. refrain um so they're fine yeah uh and uh akanksha uh you uh, have been dipping your toe a little bit into the office uh, market this week yeah. with news of a, a major development in cambridge so, so tell us more about that um well Celsius and Railpen have partnered for a 500 million development in um, Cambridge. It's called Botanic Place. And so Railpen has actually acquired the site and uh, Celsius is their development partner. So they're going to be developing 500,000 square feet of office space. Um, it's pretty uh, prime location in Cambridge and it's going to be a huge development that's really required because the current buildings there are very um, old as 70s stock. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a huge scheme for them. Mm -hmm. Must be quite a squabble. I mean, with with, Akanksha, uh, with Evelina saying that there's, there's uh, no space left for life yeah. sciences in Cambridge and uh, <laughs> so, so a room being found for, for an office development of that scale, it must be sort of quite a competition. Uh it's like it goes both ways because there's so much lab space in Cambridge and Oxford now there are not enough offices and because <laughs> there's now a huge office scheme there's not enough space for labs. <laughs> there is a potential that this new office space that is going to be built in Cambridge is going to enable for the quick transition to lab space so the okay. specifications of this office 
would uh, enable the tenant, if the potential former tenant will come in to turn it quite quickly into the lab space if they would require. So it will have enough ceiling high and then mm -hmm. the safety features to okay. made it like what they called uh, lab enabled offices or office enabled labs. Mm. I suppose it, it makes Spoiled. it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to keep things flexible in schemes like this, so that you know you can very yeah. quickly adapt to, to to changing circumstances. Yeah, flexibility yeah. has been one of the main features in the life sciences. So the developers who are trying to enter this market are absolutely keen to do that. Um, but Akanksha, obviously, your first love is resi. <laughs> Uh, yes. So the, and this is the first chance we've had to speak on EGLSM uh, since late mm -hmm. last year. So I just, just wondered whether you could sort of give us a little bit of a roundup of the state of the resi sector uh, as we sort of ended 2022 and have started a new year. What, what are some of the major talking points at the moment? Um, well, 2022 was going pretty well for BTR especially. It was set mm -hmm. for a record year. Everyone was really excited. A lot of investment coming in. And then after the mini budget, it went off a cliff. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Q4 was actually the low, very, very low. In 2022, we still had a record year for BTR investment, but it was 4% ahead of 2021, which is not great. Um, third quarter was actually 60% ahead. Mm -hmm. Wow. But then, yeah, Q4, we only had like 1.39 billion investment. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really sad. Um, but on the other hand, for PBSA, it's the other way around. We had seven billion invested in the PBSA sector, which is like a 69% year-on-year increase. And a majority of that is due to Graystar and Student Roost um, sale going through. Uh, mm -hmm. The 3.3 billion sale has finally gone over, even though there were some issues with the two sites in Birmingham. The mm -hmm. Competition and Markets Authority was kind of concerned that because Graysa is now going to acquire so many sites in Birmingham, that would mean people have to pay higher for low quality PBSAs. So they've agreed that those two sites will be sold to someone else. Graystar has not acquired those two sites of Student Roost, mm -hmm. but everything else is um, theirs now. <laughs> yeah. And um, this year, we're actually also seeing a lot of Asian investors mm -hmm. um, interested in PBSA. So City Developments, especially, has been a huge player in the market, and they've acquired five different. Um, PBSA sites in the UK through two different deals. So they acquired four sites of Harrison's, uh, Harrison Street, um, Project Utopia. So that's Birmingham, Canterbury, Leeds and Coventry. And they also acquired Apache Capital's last student accommodation site, um, their Southampton scheme. So yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of activity in PBSA. And I think that's going to continue throughout 2023. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and also, naturally, your area of specialism came up in my discussion with uh, HSF, who, which uh, people can listen to also on the EG podcast channel right now. Uh, and they predict that the private rented sector, BTR, may become less attractive as an investment class in 2023, although uh, quality of housing stock uh, should improve. So, so I just wanted to ask what your thoughts were on that and whether they sort of chime with what HSF was saying. I, I agree completely. Um, the government is now focusing a lot on renters' rights and no um, fault evictions are being reduced and rent control is being implemented in so many places. Scotland has extended their rent control implementation for another 12 months. It was supposed to be a six-month trial period. Um, and a lot of investors are already up in arms about it because 
we have seen investment in Scotland's B2R market kind of go down relatively to what it was before and controls were implemented. But then a lot of cities like Bristol had a full council planning meeting earlier this year, and they're considering asking the central government to implement rent control for them as well. Mm-hmm. So renters' rights are being um, improved. But then again, I guess the industry shouldn't be so afraid of what's going to happen to their profits if rent control is implemented, if the government kind of puts it at a standard where you can still increase rents according to inflation, market rights, but still gives renters control over how much, how long they want to stay at a particular development. There can be a middle ground here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. As ever. Thanks, Evelina. Your command of your areas of specialism is on point and without parallel. Uh, but how closely have you been keeping an eye on what some of your colleagues have been covering this week? Should we, should we find out in, in, our, in our quiz of the week? Let's do that. OK, so uh, Akanksha, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. Um, you go first. OK, you're taking on Evelina, who has quite <laughs> quite a reputation. Well, actually, last time she's beaten me, so <laughs> oh, okay, right. so, okay, <laughs> so this, we, <laughs> it's a grudge match. That's good. Glad somebody's keeping track. Okay, Akanksha, question one. Mm-hmm. Which international bank has appointed Cushman and Wakefield to conduct a strategic review of occupational requirements for its global HQ in London and to advise on its long-term property strategy? That's not fair because my dad works for that bank. Oh wow! So, there's a, there's a, there's what a, a news! De- declare interest. Uh, I believe uh, I'm gonna take this question, or should I just answer anyway? Uh, I, I mean, I thought that was an easy one, anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah go for it. Uh, okay, go on then, Akanksha. Name who does your? The basically, I'll, ch- I'll change the question. Question one, Akanksha. Who does your dad work for? HSBC. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvellous. Uh, that's good. One out of one. OK. Will will the same thing happen with Evelina? Who knows? Uh, Evelina, uh, which social media giant will take all 140,000 square feet of Topland Group and Beltane Asset Management's verdant development in Farringdon due for completion in autumn, autumn 2024? Stumbling on my words uh, today. Apologies, listeners. Uh, but yes, which social media giant? I don't know. I mean, uh, my, my dad doesn't work, unfortunately, <laughs> or unfortunately, but that's a TikTok. <laughs> it is TikTok, 1-1. One, one. OK, now, missing words. Uh, Akanksha, can you fill in the, the blank in this headline? Planning needs another reform in mission blank. Planning needs another reform in mission blank. Zero. It is zero. zero. Uh, this is our analysis of the 340-page net zero report published just over a week ago by former energy minister Chris Skidmore. Okay, Evelina. Hammerson bangs blank with store plans. Hammerson bangs blank with store plans. Well, what you can bang probably the drum, isn't it? <laughs> you can bang the drum. Oh, they, they can't be separated. Two, two. Okay, final round. Obviously, diary questions. Akanksha. Landsec MD Chris Hogwood tweeted that it was just another average week at Landsec after a video of one of its famous sites was shared by which global religious figure? Dalai Lama. It is the Dalai Lama whose message uh, of hope for the world and part of a global art project has been seen on the big screen in Piccadilly Circus. Okay, Evelina, to make it a draw, uh, two quiz titans at the height of their game. Which fast food chain which fast food chain could be making the office cool again 
with its new advertising campaign. And it's McDonald's. It is McDonald's. There we go. <laughs> Marvellous. We're loving it. Three, <laughs> uh, three. Brilliant. Well done both. Uh, I, I shouldn't have doubted that your, your knowledge of the other areas of real estate was anything less uh, than your knowledge of life sciences and resi. Yeah, uh, we just enjoy you. so much what we do, isn't it, at Kangsha? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They are indeed loving it. Uh, and uh, uh, so am I. And uh, we'll be back next week. Who knows who will be joining us uh, when you get to listen to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>